Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Move on. Just move along. Move on. Nothing to see here. Keep going. Mm -mm. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Hi. Jen, I showered today. You showered? I smell... So much better than I have in the past two weeks. I'm glad to hear that. I walked into the building and my coworkers stared at me and said, your hair is bouncing like a shampoo commercial. Literally, that's what Susie said. And the reason for that is, is that I've been filthy and sad for two weeks. I understand. So here I am, uh, no longer filthy. I'm still a little bit down. I'll be real. The world's getting me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how are you feeling about the world? So I, I'm not going to say I feel great, cool. but I am in a place where I feel strong. You oh, know, that's so good. You know how like we were, we were talking earlier where it's like, you know, I'm feeling down and I was like, well, I feel like I can lift you up. So can I give you some like good news? I would love that. Okay. I'm going to try. Yes. Australia legalized same-sex marriage. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm really glad. So what else, Jen? Um, that was it. No, just kidding. I'm going to oh. find some more. Um, hold on. I'm trying to think I got of it. a list here. I'm sure I've got something. You know what I was thinking the other day is like, so, you know, I'm real worried about the world being literally on fire. You yeah. Know, like California. Yeah. Stuff. And then I remember that really human beings, at least in Europe and the West, really ought to have been wiped out by the bubonic plague. And we weren't, you know, like it, yeah. f- it took us down to a third of the population. And it's literally just because people didn't know to wash their fucking hands because they were filthy. You or know? how to eat. Or how to eat food. Yeah. How to do anything. Humans persevere. They do. People desperately want to help other people. And I know it doesn't feel like that. No, it doesn't. I know it doesn't, but it's true. And I see it everywhere, Trin. I see it when I take the bus. I see it when I walk in the office. I see it in my friends' faces all the time. Yeah. So many people we know are like dedicating their life to I don't know if like the millennial, it's a millennial generation or if it's the people we know. But Mm -hmm. I was like thinking about my friends the other day and I was like, oh, my God, one of my friends runs her nonprofit to help women in comedy. Another one of my friends is going to medical school to dedicate her life to helping people that don't have access to health care. And I was like, holy shit. These are they're not like superheroes. These are people we know doing what they can with what they have. One of my friends co-hosts a podcast about friendship and uses all of her free time to work on this project that doesn't, like, make money or anything, but, like, sometimes gives people a little bit of hope and glimmer into the world, so. Thank you. So one of my friends does. That's so cool. She sounds like a dork. (laughs) She's totally a nerd. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. She's a huge fucking nerd. (laughs) But she has a really great collection of blue dresses, so. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing your favorite dress. This is one of my faves. Yeah. I thought about you when I put it on today. It's my go-to dress because I think it's technically pajamas. <laughs> well, because so, OK, let's talk about this. OK, so in my opinion, fashion is at its best when it's an intersection of something that makes your ass look good and Ooh. something that you could sleep in if you were trapped in an airport. Oh, my God. That is so good. You should be a guest on Project Runway. That Thank was you. brilliant. Oh, wow. Thanks. Okay, okay. I feel better. Thank you, Jen. I did what I could, but I also want to acknowledge if you feel sad, it's okay to feel sad. 
But I'm also glad you're taking care of yourself. I'm doing, I'm doing what I can. Yeah. I got a new plant. Oh, new yeah. plant. I replenished my night wine. I have, a, I have a full stock of night wine. Yeah. Which is good. I steam mopped. It's, oh, you love your steam mop. It's also extremely hard. Uh, I know you're not crazy about the sun, but it is. It does fuck with brain chemistry when it gets dark at 4 p.m. That's very true. Yeah, it's not great on people that are already prone to lots of feel, dark feelings. Right, right, right. All of this is just to say, sharing all this because I hope that if you feel sad, that you have a gen also. Aww. You did great. Thank you. Thanks. That helped. Do I want, hope so. Do you want to help some more people? Yeah, let's give it a go by telling these people to stop doing what they're doing. Yeah, I love telling people what to do. I love when our advice is stop in the name of friendship. <laughs> Just fucking stop. Oh, it's the best. Okay. Are you ready to read? I am ready to read. First question. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. My social group of friends had a big falling out with each other and have split off into two smaller groups. I'm still friends with everyone, and that puts me in an uncomfortable position. Neither side is apologetic or willing to admit to their faults behind what split them apart. While I would like to make up, I respect that they could really do with time apart to vent their frustrations. That said, whenever I meet with either side, they always come up with more reasons to hate the other and show no signs of remorse. I don't know how well I could mediate an argument between them because I'm slow of wit and don't handle arguments or debates well. I care deeply about everyone involved, and it's extremely hard to witness them badmouthing each other, seemingly without end. I don't want to cut any of them out of my life, but this is getting harder by the day. What should I do? One real quick interjection. Yeah. Is that the asker said that they are slow of wit. But uh, what I would say, Asker, one, because you write perfectly well and you said the term slow of wit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty witty to me. Yeah. It might be that arguments and debates make you feel flustered because of the conflict. So if you are unable to express yourself in that situation, that doesn't necessarily reflect on your ability to communicate. It's, my, it's just it's an emotional thing. I totally agree. Anger and distress can be really blocking your ability to talk about this. That's a very normal thing. Also, an inability to express yourself in an argument doesn't mean that you're wrong. So I want everybody to remember that, especially in like this, the year of debating each other to no end. Uh, just because you like lose an argument doesn't mean that you're incorrect or dumb. Oh, good call, Trin. Yeah, I mean, there was a time in uh, when I was, I think it was like a couple of years ago, whenever I would get angry, I would cry. Like, I would, if I felt the human emotion of anger, I, tears would come to my eyes and I couldn't really talk through them. I was like, man, I'll never be able to win any of these debates or these things I care about because I just start crying. I have an emotional reaction that's over the top. No, no, no. It just means I cared a lot and I was sensitive. Yeah. No, I totally agree, Jen. Just so ask her, first off, you're doing great. Yeah, you be nice to you. Be nice to you or we'll come over and shake you. <laughs> That's a trend guarantee. <laughs> so my suggestions, once again, uh, I am on the side of aggression and Jen is on the side of logic and kindness. So I'm just going to start, maybe bring a jar with you when you go to hang out with the other group and say, yo, every time you bring up somebody from the other group, you have to put a dollar in my jar. I love that. Or like start a new Venmo account that's like, that's <laughs> request called. Request payment. Right. Request payment from you fucked up. Yeah, 69 yeah. cents. $69. <laughs> Just whatever it takes for them to be reminded that every time they bring up the other group, they are requiring you to do emotional labor. And you know what? That doesn't come cheap, okay? 
If they want to vent for an hour, $75 an hour per person. Okay, like make some money off of this. Quick question for the asker. Uh, Are you in are you in West Side Story? When jet, you're a jet, you're a jet, jet all the way. about a cigarette. Don't smoke kids. It's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're, oh I God. guess neither of us are very familiar with West Side Story. No. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, whoa, you're like going between like two rival families here. Yeah. <laughs> Ju- they're Juliet and Romeo because yeah. they're belonging to both sides. Yeah. They're the Capulets and the Montague. You know what's strange to me? Yeah. Her name's Juliet Capulet. That rhymes. Juliet Capulet. Oh, my God. Right? Like, don't you think Shakespeare could have done better and not naming his character like a Whoa, fucking... Oh, look at you talking shit. Okay, listen, man. It. She sounds like she sounds like a wizard. <laughs> Expecto <laughs> Patronum. <laughs> you can practice scripts. You can practice West Side Story. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> like, you don't have to handle arguments or debates to handle it well when your friends start complaining about each other. You can literally just say, please stop. Please don't do that. Like, I, I don't think that the asker said that they have told these friends to stop this. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if they were implying I usually say nothing. Right. Which, like, no fault. Like, we're not faulting you for that. Right. For, I think you said you're slow of wit, which I don't think you are. No. Nope. But I can understand the impulse to be quiet and be, like, just quietly shocked by this. That's what most people would do. I just, I just want to know, why do you have to mediate? Why? Why? I don't think you do. That's not your job. Literally, like, turns out you're not getting paid to do that. Yeah. So what if it's this, Jen, that the askers around with all the friends in each group hang out together? And so the main drama that's in their circles right now is the drama between that group and the other group. So that's why the friend is always there when they're venting. Right. Yeah, because that was my other question, too. I was like, don't these people have other things to talk about? I'm sure they Surely. I mean, look at the news, people. (laughs) Right. There's plenty of things to debate right now that don't involve this other side. And that's a really good starting place, honestly. When when your friends start complaining, just be like, guys, honestly, there's so much negativity and bad stuff happening in the world. It would make me feel better if we just talked about something positive. I like that. And you're not... What you're not doing... Okay, but like just like we always say in the show, Trin, when you do that, you are changing the norm of what yes, has been accepted. Absolutely. So like up until this point, you haven't voiced your dissent or you haven't said, please don't do that. Or you haven't said like in a way, I'm not saying you're you're participating, but you haven't been not endorsing this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that's not fair, but that's probably how it's viewed because you keep hanging out with these people when they keep talking about this. They probably assume you're fine with it. Right. I absolutely agree. Jen. They might think that you are on their side. Right. Yeah. So I think you need to make really clear that it's not that you don't love them or you're not on their side. It's more that you have more than one group of friends and you have a different interpretation of this fight than they do. And ask them to buy your love back. Yeah. Give me $50 an hour and I will handle your venting. 75 okay? Like, you know, pr- prices go up in a crisis. Yeah, so. exactly. This is a sliding scale and not in a good way. It's sliding up. <laughs> so I want to name the sides. And I've decided that they're the drama club and the debate team. (laughs) And uh, this does feel a little high school. Yeah. The emotionally draining debate team and the drama club of Riverdale. And they 
That both sides have jackets, varsity jackets. They do. Even though the debate team is not a varsity, sp- whatever. Okay, so real talk, though, I did have a varsity letter for the speech team in my school. Yeah, I know. A lot of my friends had theater jackets, which is bullshit to real athletes like us. <laughs> so, okay, I got the letter. I got the varsity letter for choir and for the speech team. <laughs> Nerd! But I didn't get a jacket. So I just I'll had allow the, that. I just had the V. That's okay. And it said, like, talking. All right, I won't throw you in a locker. <laughs> I deserve it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's what they both are. Like, yeah. drama and speech are just like, it's for talking to a crowd of people. And I never even took a single speech class in my life, which you can tell by this podcast. No, you can you, t- you can tell who is the jock and who is the speech debate <laughs> no, lady. it's not. That's not true. I think th- that people value your perspective as a jock. It can't, it can't be all the unpopular kids. <laughs> I guess we can go back to helping this person. Maybe, though. maybe. Yeah. Um, so I'm picturing that this situation could be one of three instances. So either one, the fight happened and the friend never made clear what side they're on. So both sides think that venting with the friend is acceptable because the friend is on their side. Right. Two, the fight happened and the friend made very clear that they're a neutral party. So both sides are trying to win this person over. Blech. Or three, the fight happened. Uh, the friend made clear that they're a neutral party. And it's not that they're trying to win the friend over so much as they are trying to poison the friend against the other side. Yeah. So th- these are all, I think, equally likely. And I'm pretty sure that the asker knows which one it actually is. Probably. But I feel like moving forward with any of this starts the same way, which is making very clear that venting is not acceptable and making very clear that you love everybody equally and this is causing you emotional distress. You might have to repeat this a lot. Yes. Which is why you should carry the jar and charge them a dollar, in my opinion. I love that. And if you you said you don't handle arguments or debates well— what you're saying is not a debate or an argument. It's a statement of fact about yourself. Fuck yes, Jen. That's the best point we've made yet today. Thank you. Also the push-ups thing. That was very good too. But like this, you know, was relevant. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like it sucks that the friends are treating this person like a child in a custody battle. Yeah. It also sucks that that ever happens to children. That also sucks. <laughs> no, no, you're you're spiraling again. Come back. Come I'm back. back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> You said, I care deeply about everyone involved. Well, that's what you say aloud then. That is like a great line, too. Yeah, it is. You said it's extremely hard to witness them badmouthing each other. There it is. Yeah. Make it clear that you are the seven-year-old child in this heated custody battle, and they are making your life very difficult, and you can't focus on your schoolwork. Like Airbud style. Like, you have to put the dog in the middle, and they're trying to draw the dog. This is from Airbud, right? Am I mean, making, is this like a fever dream I had? I, I'm going to go with it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. in Airbud, or, or a dream I had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they put to decide where the dog went, they, they, like, either person stood on either side of the courtroom, and the dog had to choose. You know what I would do? I'd put bacon in my pocket. Yeah. But cheat. Yeah, I would cheat. Uh, oh, shut up. Uh, I would cheat. Um, but that's, that's not really relevant, is it? <laughs> No, but here's the thing. Um, I think that the thought of Airbud, Beethoven, and you just having a dream about dogs, like I needed those those thoughts to carry me through to the end of this question. I forgot question. how I even started talking about this. Okay. Um. Do you know what I want is for them to all get together in a gym and just like box each other like at that, that one episode of Battlestar Galactica. I fucking love that. Yes. Get it out of your system. Here's the other thing. 
I, that I wonder. Ask her. Please email me an answer to this. Do you secretly think that one side is right and one I'm side is so wrong? I'm so curious. You did such a good job of not taking side in this email. Which I just don't buy for a one second. How can you not have an opinion? Yeah. Trent and I have opinions about everything. I've never not had an opinion. Yeah. In yeah. my life. Yeah. I think you secretly think one of the sides is correct. Yeah. Is that why you're... But you don't want to bring it up, maybe? Yeah. Which I understand. If it was really important to you, you probably would say something. Absolutely. Yeah, but you must secretly, right? Like, you seem like a... Okay. You seem very Dr. Manhattan right now. And by that, I mean not that you're blue and naked, but that you have the ability to launch yourself onto a different neutral planet and chill for a while, whereas all of these human beings are just squabbling behind you on the planet Earth. Like, that's amazing. I have to tell you, that is Vulcan-level dealing with your your shit with with logic right there. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So if, if you take nothing away from this mess of an episode that we've been putting together for you right now, <laughs> one is that that's a really valuable skill to be able to remove yourself out of a situation, meta-think, realize why you think the way that you do, process everybody's emotions separately and and, and understanding their individual uh, needs and desires and saying, I'm going to stay neutral. That's that's so rare. That's amazing. That's very cool. And if you want to email us and tell us more about this drama and whose side you're on, we yeah. will not tell anyone. We really would love some more gossip. I'm so curious. So I, I would say in conclusion here, our advice is make clear repeatedly that you have not taken somebody's side, you are not going to take somebody's side, and you refuse to be the mediator here. And that regardless of their intentions in venting, squabbling, whether it's that you think they're on your side or they're poisoning you or whatever, it's unfair to you for them to put you in that position. Make clear what your position is, which is I care about everybody and it's not helpful to be venting and also you owe me $8. Boom, I love that. (laughs) And now it's, oh, Yep, now it's 8.50. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just opened your mouth. Are you, mm. Mm, do you want to make this 10.50? Mm, mm, I don't think you do. It's 12.75 now, guys. So, <laughs> cha-ching. My Venmo is at stop fucking doing this. <laughs> Send it. I hope that we helped this person at all. But I hope maybe they got one something out of this, even if that something is, I don't like this podcast anymore. Here are the, here are the things that I hope they got out of it. <laughs> One, that we admire them for their ability to stay neutral in this difficult time. Uh, two, they see, they must seem trustworthy to both sides because they wouldn't vent to you, oh, I just uncovered something. Oh, oh. They might be venting about the other group in hopes that, that the person will, like, send the message over that they still hate each other. Oh, well, like, reveal? Yeah. Like, like. Like communication between the two. This might be a subconscious thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, like people do this shit though. They're so this, and again, this is why you need to tell them to stop doing it. It is not your place in the world to fulfill that role for them. And like, and we've been kind of silly this whole time, being like, "Give me a dollar," but that's a silly way of being very clear about what this means to you. What this means to you is that every time they vent about each other, it is work for you. It is emotional labor. Or just get some fucking tomatoes and throw them at them. Oh, I like that too. In conclusion, we think that you're doing great. Uh, please try and remain as Vulcan as you can about this situation. Um, it, it, make your needs known. You are doing great. Your friends are doing crappy. And you are right to feel crappy about this situation. And you are not a venting receptacle. So please make it clear to them by either charging them money or throwing produce at them. Well said. Thank you. Hit it. Question you have to two. keep talking, unfortunately. Ah, <laughs> that's something I hate doing and did not study in high school in my extracurricular activities <laughs> at all. 
Question two. I did sports. Just sort of know. <laughs> I messed it up. And I'm hoping that you can help me. The other day, after a morning that had been particularly frustrating, I sent my best friend, let's call him Roger, a text that was not meant for him, but was meant for another friend. We'll call him Alex. It was a text expressing frustration for Roger, to whom it was accidentally sent. So just to clarify for our listeners, this asker sent a text about Roger to Roger. Yeah, you could have just said that. I like how this asker made a fucking meal out of this whole paragraph. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. You're a very good writer. Yeah, like yeah. you made this it is, tasty. Yeah, I loved it. Tasty as hell. At the root of it, the text was accusing Roger for not being a good friend. At the time, my emotions were pretty much out of control, and I was angry at just about everything. I apologized immediately and tried to explain why I'd said what I did and why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And the next day, he accepted my apology and understood. We had a small discussion about it over text, and he said everything was all right. But I know him, and I know that this situation is one that will feed into the depression and insecurities I know he deals with. Hurting him and making him feel worse about himself is the very last thing I want to do. I know I'm one of the few people he's trusted with many things, and the thought that I may have jeopardized that is devastating to me. We hung out briefly yesterday, and on the surface, everything was normal, but there was the underlying knowledge of what I had said, and things were off. How do I go about repairing the damage I've done? Do I just leave it as is and let things naturally repair by giving him time to process everything? Or should I have a conversation with him about it in person? Help! Okay, so, uh, what I want to do is I want to hug Roger, but I also want to hug you. Yeah! This sucks, it and you made a mistake, sucks. and you're a human being, and I can tell this is, this is hurting you. It's, it's eating you up. And I think what we're going to try to do is put all of this in perspective for you, with the, with the understanding that this will not be the last time you fuck up, unfortunately. And also, this is a very common fuck up. The text sent to the wrong, the, the, te- the, the rude text sent to the person that you're talking about. Lots of people do that. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. There's a lot of different text fuck-ups that can happen. And this the, the modern age has brought us just many different new and exciting ways to screw the fuck up. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's Love great. it. Mm. We've both had some experience with this. So my problem was one time one of my best friends um, copy and pasted a text that I had sent him and sent it to me. So, oh, so you inferred. Right. I I figured out right away that what happened was he copied my text and intended to send it to somebody else. Oh. But he sent it to me. Oh. Right. And and then that person threw their phone in the river. So, so I'm slowly remembering details as I'm talking about this. So, first, he tried to play it off and was like, oh, weird. I don't know how that happened. And I was just not having it at all. And I was like, hey, I get that you were trying to send this text to somebody else. It is totally, and I said, it's totally fine because uh, the text was like funny. So I put into perspective that he was probably just sharing a, a funny moment with somebody. Got so, it. So it wasn't like you, you weren't sharing something personal or private. Exactly. Okay. All yeah. right. That makes me slightly less furious. Right. It, it was something akin to, I was telling him about like a public fart or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like something that you would share with your close friends, but it wouldn't be a big deal if somebody else said it. Right. So um, I just said, hey, I totally get you're trying to send that, I assumed, to his girlfriend. Uh, and I get it. You can use your discretion to share the hilarious things that I say. Um, just, you know, be careful about sharing other stuff about me. That is so zen of you. I think 
it's a zen that comes with having fucked up so much myself in time in my life you yeah, know i understand and like and i know that i've copied like funny jokes people have sent to me and be like can you believe this hilarious thing my boyfriend said you know it would be way worse if they took credit for the joke exactly that would man that really bothers me <laughs> so jen as a comedy writer that would bother her which oh, makes I want to burn down this building. I would just be like, wow, you must not be funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'd be furious. But this is all to say that there's. it's important to have a certain amount of understanding when it comes to the sharing of information. And I also feel like Roger probably knows that people vent about him. Oh, Roger. Poor Roger. But like everybody gets vented about. Yeah. It takes a lot of adults a long time to realize that. This is true. But yeah. I, I think it's important to trust Roger on face value here. Absolutely. Because if Roger says, I understand, I get it, you are feeling emotional. Like that's amazing. And you have to listen. Yeah. What a reasonable thing to say and believe. Yeah. Yeah. Man, listen to their words. Yeah. It's important to if Roger wanted to like go all in on this, they they would have and they didn't. Yes. So I think that's your sign right there. They didn't be the they weren't the one that was like, let's sit down and talk about this. I need to know more information. I want to know why this happened. What's going on with with you and our friend group? They didn't ask any of that. Right. Take cues from them and don't provide extra information. Don't go all in with a new apology. Yeah. And the asker says, I feel I felt like things were off. That is because things are off. Yeah. Mistake did m become made by you. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for deflecting responsibility? <laughs> a mistake was made, and I was around when mistake happened. I was in, in the vicinity of the mistake that was put into place. <laughs> um, and and that's just like if you drop a plate on the floor and break it and put it back together again, you're going to see some cracks. Oh. You know, but the plate still fucking works. Lovely metaphor. Except the metaphor doesn't work at all because eventually, uh, like... It will break. It, no. Oh. <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> but uh, but eventually, you know, it'll smooth out over time and you won't see it as much. And, I mean, this is probably a learning moment for Roger, too. I mean, didn't he hurt your feelings? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I know that your instinct is to say, I want this person to move on. I want, I don't want just an apology. I want everything to be okay. I want an A plus right now. Uh, but the truth is when you make a mistake, you have to rebuild slowly over time. And that's how it goes. Yeah. Slowly over time. I really like that. I don't, and you know, the phrase time heals all wounds. I don't actually believe that phrase. No. I don't think that's true. Mm -mm. Uh, but I do feel that time will help with this one. You're yeah. going to remain friends. Do have to accept that this happened. You can't pretend it didn't happen, but I don't think it will come up very often. Right. The magnitude of this fuck up will lessen over time as well. Because I promise you, people have hurt Roger in his life way more yeah. than you did just now. <laughs> like uh, people will look at my like tattoos and be like, oh, didn't that hurt? And I'd be and I'll be like, you know what? One time I broke part of my middle finger off. Wah! True. Were you flicking off someone so hard that it just no, it was seventh grade basketball tryouts. Wait, whoa, Jock. We got we do have a Jock and another Jock, no, I, another I, fellow athlete in the room. I didn't make the team, and then I broke the other middle finger next year in eighth grade basketball tryouts. Well, that's why you joined speech. That is, actually, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I tried I out for that. cheerleading. I tried, I tried out, for, out for cheerleading too. What was I thinking? I don't. Oh, man, we both would have been really bad cheerleaders. So bad. Like, not good I'm, at it. Whatever the opposite of a cheerleader is, I'm bad. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, enough about that. What were we even talking about? Oh, what I'm saying is Roger has been hurt way more in his lifetime. Like and and the, and that's what I say about my tattoos is like I've I've broken bones and like I did that on accident. Like I did this small pain on purpose and I got something out of it. Roger has this small pain from this shitty situation and you are both learning for it. You are learning how to text better because venting about your friends is totally fine. Yeah, it happens. Everyone does it. Yeah. But you are also learning like how to take a step back, calm down before you send the text. And Roger's like, okay, maybe I hurt my friend. I'm going to take a breath and move on. I also think it's a learning moment about apologies because you said you apologized. Yes. and. Roger responded to that with his in kind. So like what I don't think you need to do is apologize again. Only if he requests it. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, you put the ball in his court, which you rightly did. And um, I think that you suspect that there, there's some lingering bad feelings that you can resolve. There may be lingering bad feelings, but it is up to Roger to resolve them. And either he will come to you with those feelings or he'll deal with them internally. And both of those are perfectly normal ways to, to do this. The worst thing that you could do is essentially demand him to feel better. Yes, man. Because it, you want to feel better inside. And you can't demand that. You can't make that happen instantly. Right. And to say, like, what can I do? How can I apologize more? What can I do to make this better? What can I do to make this better? You are then asking Roger to smooth over your fuck up. Yeah, can't do that. I'm gonna offer a, a I'm gonna offer a little philosophical uh, question here. Okay, not not so much a question, just a statement. I think your the bad feelings you're dealing with are actually a good thing, and here's why. Given the state of the world, I am often startled when I see people who do not feel bad when they fuck up or who do not apologize, or ignore the bad feelings and move on uh, without ever, you know, even trying to fix their mistake. You are feeling bad because you made a mistake. Good. Yeah. Like, that is a good human thing. You're doing great. Trust your instincts. You have feelings and you're sensitive. You are worried about how you impacted the people around you. God, that's wonderful. If only we all did that. <laughs> right? But at the same time, you don't need to wallow around in this pain because, you one, you didn't really mess up that bad. Man. It's really not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you didn't stab him. Okay. <laughs> uh, so don't, don't wallow because you are just inflicting pain upon yourself that is meaningless. It doesn't help anybody. And, and I think Karen might be taking over in your brain right now. Oh, Karen's coming in. So Karen is the name of my brain goblin. Fuck Karen. I hate Karen. Karen lives inside of my brain and, and says mean things about me to me. And I have to say, shut up, Karen. Karen, go suck on an egg. So go soak your head, Karen. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I think Karen might be hanging out with you and being like, remember, remember when you fucked up? Yeah, Karen is prying her way into your brain. And you got to be like, Karen, go fuck off yeah. because I'm a human being and I am going to make mistakes, but I still accept myself. Say it. Say it to Karen. Yeah. Karen is the involuntary response that your overactive uh, conscience is having. And you should tell them, hey, I need some alone time. I need some space from Karen. Karen, we're on a break. <laughs> anyway. So in conclusion. Yeah, let's do it. In conclusion. You're going to be okay. You're not doomed. You do have to accept that. Yes. He's probably occasionally thinking about this. 
and it's because you messed up. And that's okay because people, even the very, very best ones, mess up. But you're not doomed. You're not a bad friend. And you don't have to put this back in Roger's court and say, hey, forgive me harder. Do a <laughs> do it harder. Do, do the moving on much harder at me. Uh, just accept that he's going to feel a little crappy and so will you. The worst thing you can do is put more work on his plate for your apology. You've done everything correctly and now it's time to move on. Move on. Move, move the on. fuck on. This has been Friendshiping with Shannon Trin. You can follow us on Twitter at Do Friendship. You can email us your questions at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox for teching. And thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. And we have a friend of the week this week. We have a friend of the week. So is this, I, I want, can this be, I want this to be your segment, like Jen's friend of the week. That's adorable. We should ask Molly to sing a little thing. Yeah. Oh, we're just having ideas on ideas on ideas well, This today. is Trin's idea corner. <laughs> okay, here's the friend of the week. Uh, thank you for sending this in. My name is Emma, and I'm running to nominate three friends. Sarah, without the H, Kristen, with two I's, and Robin, with a Y. For friend of the week. You know, for those of you that want to write all of this down, <laughs> that's why I said that. Okay. Um, here is what Emma said. I came out as trans to my friends last year, and since then they have given me unwavering love and support. They taught me how to do liquid liner and backed me up in the women's room, which are two very intimidating things for a newly out trans woman. They gave me strength to come out to my family and at work, and I know they have my back if strangers cause problems. I'm so much happier and more confident because of their support. I let them know how grateful I am whenever I can, but I think they deserve some formal recognition for being awesome. I hope you agree. Oh, do we agree? We agree so much. Like, I, I'm I'm still kind of recovering from the first time Jen read this to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a doozy in a wonderful way. <sighs> and I think we all needed that. I Like, I started out this episode feeling like the world is terrible. And honestly, it's stuff like this that keeps me, like, still fighting the good fight. Emma, Sarah, Kristen, and Robin, good job. You're the friend of the week. Ding. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for sending that in. Thank you so much for being good friends to each other. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship.